you were old and weak. The disease ate you slowly until you gave up. It was no surprise that you passed away. And yet, I weep for you. After all, you are my wife, my beloved Sumati. I am not sad that you died. I am angry that you didn't wait for me to accompany you. I am 89 now. How much more time I have anyway? Sumati, the one and only love of my life. I have known you longer and in a way no one else has. We are very old now. But it was long time ago when I saw you the first time. It was the time when there were trees in the city, lot more than there are automobiles today. The time when patriotism in the people was at its peak. The time when the only goal in my life was to finish studying quickly so that I can go out and play. That was the age when we got married. It was only after all the wedding procedure was over and you came to my place when I saw you clearly. A young girl dressed in a green sari surrounded by chatty women. You looked shy, confused, maybe scared. And yet there was a cute smile on your face. I knew you were my wife the most important in my life, as my elder brother pointed out to me. What am I supposed to say? I had two younger sisters and yet you were a complete mystery to me. How to approach you? How to initiate the conversation? What to talk about? All this was a big challenge for me. I was not much of a talking kind anyway. Too much thinking was my style. My mother suggested me to write everything I thought about. One of my best writing spots was on a branch of a huge mango tree in our courtyard. I had tied a wooden plank to it for me to sit comfortably. It was almost a part of my routine to sit on the branch, night time after dinner. Looking at the stars lost in deep thoughts, I used to carry loose papers and an oil lamp up the tree to write down any thoughts that came to me. The times I spent on that branch were some of the best moments of my life, that is, before I met you. That spot was very important for me, but the importance of that place increased when I shared my spot with you. It was the first time we talked freely. The first time we got connected was on the tree. Even today, now when I look outside the window, I can see the same tree. The same place where we had our first date. All the times we spent on that tree late in the night. Darkness all around, starry sky above, and in front of me, you, dimly lit by the oil lamp next to us. That used to be the highlight of my day. The childhood habit of writing turned out to be a great advantage for me as I grew older. I became one of the young writers who wrote for the freedom movement. 
As a child, I had a lot of ambition to study abroad, to travel around the world. But you were the anchor that held me close to my roots, my home. On bad days of my life, I might have blamed you for that. But had I left home chasing my silly dream, I would have blamed myself for the rest of my life. Even after my parents' sudden passing away in an epidemic and my elder brother sacrificing his life for freedom of our nation, you were the one who held our family together. When the newspaper press was shut down and I was running between jobs, it was you who took up the initiative to start stitching clothes for money. I knew that it was your hobby but was blind to the fact that it was your ambition to turn it into a business. I was too naive to not support you with this plan of yours. With a lot of effort, you started a textile mill, which I joined much later. A small business, which now has turned into a big textile industry. The prime source of our family income. I supported, but you are the soul of Gharpan Textiles. After independence, when our children were capable enough to run our business, it was you who encouraged me to take up writing again. I used to write for one of the top newspapers of that time. When I was awarded for 25 years of my service, as a formality, I thanked all the officers of the press. But in my eyes, the entire credit for my work went to you. You were there for me in every happy and sad moment of my life. Sorry, there's no your or mine. These are our moments, as you used to say. Nowadays, people call child marriage to be a bad practice. To a certain extent, I do agree with them. But had this practice not existed at our time, we would not have been together. Had I grown older without you, in which case I would be chasing my dream, I would have been too stubborn to recognize you to be the one for me. This early marriage is why our still growing minds adjusted to each other's habits. I see people nowadays, by the time of marriage, their minds have become so rigid that a slight misunderstanding happens and they can't hold their marriage together. A spouse is supposed to be the most important person in one's life. So shouldn't they supposed to spend most of their life together? I feel very proud to say that among my few achievements, the most important one is that I was lucky to spend the most of my life with you, my soulmate. Finally, I would like to thank you for all you did for me, which I never said to you in person. People say men and women are equal. They are wrong. I have always considered you to be superior. In those times, we would never even think about speaking so boldly. But the times have changed. So, today, I would like to say to you this. I love you.
Sumati and Sanjay together for This was a letter printed in the latest edition of a top newspaper below it was a small note My grandfather wrote this letter addressed to his wife on the day of her passing This is the last thing he wrote because the next morning we found grandpa sleeping on the table with an ink pen and this letter lying next to him After reading this letter all I can say is this the bond between them was so strong that even after her death she waited for her husband so that they could leave this world together thank you